Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Voulez-Vous with Zach and Steve. On today's podcast, we talk about ABBA's third album, entitled ABBA by ABBA. But not ABBA the album by ABBA, which is a different album. Let's start the show. Zach, you look beautiful. Thanks, Steve. You look great, too. I can't tell if it's the new light bulb or your face. Wow. Or your body. I think it's the rosé talking. <laughs> it could be <laughs> the rosé. How are you? I am feeling really... I felt like there was a reason why I was feeling really good when I came over here, and now I can't remember. I don't. I don't know myself. It doesn't matter why. You feel good. That's great. Exactly. I'm happy that you're feeling good. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. You should feel great because your band just released yeah, the lead single, single from the new album coming up in September, right? Uh, October 2nd. It's going to come out. God, that's not September. It's not September at all. That's September it 32nd. Was September. Yeah, September the, 32nd. Then what happened? It got pushed back for promotional purposes. Didn't want to didn't want to compete with Yonce. That's it. A lot of people don't know this. Here's a little insider info. <gasps> Beyonce's dropping an album every week in September. <laughs> so we're going to wait. Uh-oh. I'm a- Listen, we had some audio troubles to start the show, and I'm already into my second can of Soleil, okay? <laughs> and I'm not going to make any apologizes for it. Apologizes? <laughs> That's how we feel. Okay. That's how we feel. Listen, we, we, um, we want to hear from you. We, yeah. we know that you're listening, and we love that you're listening. We have so much fun doing this and putting this together, uh, and we love talking about ABBA, and we want you to be a part of the conversation. So please hit us up on Twitter. We're Voulez-Vous Cast. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to talk about, what you want us to talk about. If you have feelings, if you hate a song, if you love a song, if you have a question, uh, any of these things, you can contact us. Maybe you think that our review of Ring Ring was egregious we were off the mark what were we thinking what were we thinking were we drunk on Soleimum? well yes yes we definitely yes were. we were but that doesn't How change what? the fact that ring doesn't ring change sucks. it it's not good <laughs> it's not, except the only thing that does not suck is i am just a girl if oh god if ring ring is a great you song. love i am just a girl tweet at the twitter page account hashtag just a girl hashtag just a girl at I am just a girl and just send them a message that says hashtag just a girl. Perfect. And then tag me in it at there's thunder. Uh, but we did get some people, Zach, some people yeah, we responded did. with we questions did. and comments and we'll get to that at the very end of the show. I'm looking forward to that and looking forward to hearing from more of you. So give us your feedback. Please. My mom doesn't do Twitter, so she can't write us, which is really upsetting. She just, could. Just Can, kidding. She's probably not listening. Is there a way to communicate with us through Tumblr? Yeah. yeah ask, us anything on Tumblr. ask us anything on Tumblr. Oh. Okay. Do it. And I mean this. anything. Let's get saucy. Let's get. Let's feel it. Let the soleil run through your. Let's talk veins. about our underpants. I am wearing gray and yellow. No, no. Don't give it under, away. Don't get. Wait till they ask. Under what? I didn't finish the word. <laughs> Undercarriage? Under socks. <laughs> Underbread. Socks every <laughs> Underbread. Hashtag underbread. That's that's how that's you follow us. Follow our hashtag underbread. <laughs> See what develops. It's important to note that Zach has glittery green ear monitors. Because yeah, now really... that you're a real life pop star. Yeah. As, well that's what happens when you put out your first single, you're issued in ear monitors. Mm-hmm. And two vehicles of your choosing. <gasps> what did you pick? I got well. I think I fucked up. I got a Pinto that doesn't work anymore, and I got a bike that only has one. It's a unicycle. So it's not a bike. Yeah, it's not. It's it's a, an it's an unique. <laughs> <laughs> it's a unique. It's a unique. So Zach rode his unique here. I rode my eunuch here to my own house where we he take wrote, the podcast. Right now, he's sitting on top of a eunuch who's driving a Pinto. Yeah. 
Uh, I was really hoping that you would have, of the vehicles, that you were issued that gold, shiny Corvette that the gold uh, Princess Peach in the latest edition of Super Mario Kart. I've, I don't even know what it's called. Super, Week, Super Mario Wii Kart U. Wii Kart U to Super Mario. There's, a, there's like a golden... It's a catchy title. Peach. She's like completely dipped in gold and her car is completely dipped in gold that rules and that's what i hope that's what your single kind of sounds like yeah at secret someone's but check it's us out at secret you? underscore someone's yeah i accidentally linked to some 17 year old girl's account who was giving duck lips in her wait Twitter someone profile. has secret someone's and it's, no and it's just a 17 year old girl why do you think that you didn't get secret someone's no underscore? i guess i've just never looked hmm. i thought it was yeah i don't know i didn't think about it you're too busy doing drummer cocaine yeah. to do the research yourself. <gasps> I just remembered one of the reasons I had a great day. Cocaine? Get No. <laughs> but. I've heard it helps. A 90s singer-songwriter, not Natalie Merchant, tweeted back at me today. Amy Mann. Well, oh, God. Imagine the boner. No. Can I guess a few more before you say? You get three more guesses. 90 singer-songwriter, you didn't say male or female. So I'm Knowing say, what you know about me. Yeah, so I wasn't woman. tweeting at Duncan Sheik. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Spring Awakening's coming back to Broadway. Maybe you're angling for a role. Duncan, we'd love to have you on. Duncan, we'd love to have you cast us as cast podcasters. Us. <laughs> Podcast us, Duncan. Follow us, underscore underbred. Duncan, you write Under- pop songs. Okay, so you guessed Amy Mann. A- oh, so it's not Amy Mann. It's nope. not Natalie Merchant. Natalie Imbruglia. Oh, God. Another boner. Oh, okay. My forked kangaroo penis <laughs> is now both erect. Oh, no. Two more. Um, Boy, boy, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, golly day. Um, Joan Osborne. Oh, my God. You're hitting all my buttons. Okay. But no. Jonathan Brooke. <gasps> is it her Shit. you mentioned jonathan brooke the girls in the band are big fans of hers she's really great can we talk about her entire album steady pull which is like 100 percent back to front brilliant oh my god and she was in that one group that uh talked to, uh i think it, the song's called fatso the story she was in that band the story jonathan brooke uh-huh. and someone else oh that was deep of you you're like at University of Michigan, like college radio. That is that is exactly the person in our band who is the biggest Jonathan Brooke fan. That's exactly a description of her. <laughs> Hannah went to University of Michigan. Jonathan Brooke's great. She is brilliant. The person um, is Paula Cole. Paula Cole. My friend was wondering if she was singing in I Don't Wanna Wait. So open up so open up your morning light. And say a little prayer for I? As it turns out, it's I because she's referencing Bob Marley. Interesting. Uh, she wrote back really quickly. You know she's quick to the Twitter. I love that drum. Thing. I'm a famous beatboxer. Um, I have to say, that album is incredible, This Fire. And she produced it all herself and was right nominated on. for a Grammy for right it. On. Good for you. Good for you, P. Cole. Listen, um, tune in to our 90s female singer-songwriter podcast. Where I just, uh, what's it called? You I'm, just it, it to I'm me. I'm throwing it to you. I'll have what to What was that Jonathan this. Brooke record? That was a good title Steady for a Steady Pull. Steady Pull. Listen to our new podcast, Steady Pull. Hi. Hey. Welcome to Steady Pull. I'm Tony Ortega, and this is Steady Pull. <laughs> this is me, Suzanne Vega. <laughs> oh, no. No. Suzanne Vega and Tony Ortega co-host. Oh my god. Steady pull. We really should actually don't cuz I could talk about this for hours. We're going to have we a sh- podcasting empire just from ideas that we come up with during the show. Cuz people love listening to us like my mom. Just there's kidding. It, she still hasn't least- listened. <laughs> <laughs> there's at least 10 of you. Uh I'm glad my mom hasn't listened though after I told that story about how I was forbidden from hanging out with girls. <laughs> oh right. I would like for her to hear that and get her impressions. Uh, we should have her on. 
Oh my God. I can't imagine my mom on a podcast, but it'd be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about ABBA. Yeah. Okay. Can we start with, so this is ABBA, the album, not ABBA, the album. It's the album called ABBA. Yep. There's a difference. Yep. This is maybe my favorite album cover of theirs. <gasps> wow. It's so great. Okay. Talk about the cover. It's just the four of them in the back of a limousine. They're all kind of decked out to the nines. They're sipping champagne. They look really happy. There's people surrounding the limo, like, clamoring to get in. And I just love that it's like, we've just had some success from Eurovision, and now we are going to be the biggest rock stars on earth on the cover of our album. Yeah. Yeah, I I love it because they all look like pimps. Yeah, like, it's great. Even... Anifried and Agneta look like they just punch people to get their money. Uh huh. But it's like relaxed. It's luxurious. Yeah, they look happy. But man, it does not look like the album sounds. No. It looks like how, I mean, the earth tones are very mid 70s on the cover. Uh huh. But I almost wish that had they like made the colors a little brighter and more neon, it mm. should be the cover to Voulez-Vous. Yeah, I know what you mean. Their album. It's, not, it's not a um like a disco kind of vibe, this album cover. It is like the color palette is sort of like a den in the seventies. The couch and the rug. That whole space would be kind of muted yellows and mustardy looking colors. Yes. But it's you got just, there. Are you pulling out the book? I'm pulling out Abba, Thank You for the Music by Robert Scott. Robert Scott, get at us. Robert Scott, my dude. I was just checking up on some facts because you're right in that they were riding high from Waterloo the album and Waterloo the single. How it could went, they not be? They were I mean, let's huge just say pop this. stars now. Uh, Waterloo reached number one in England, Ireland, Germany, France, Austria, Denmark, Holland, Switzerland, Luxembourg. Is that a country? I guess it is. Belgium, Norway, Finland, Australia, and Sweden, and number six in the United States. They were riding high. One thing I love is that the two lead singles from this album that are among my favorite ABBA songs did not do well. So long how? and I do times five. Wait, those were the two lead singles from yep. this record? To quote from Robert Scott, uh, so long flopped in Britain where they were branded Eurovision one hit wonders and I do times five fared equally <laughs> poor. Although in Australia it proved a complete phenomenon. That's interesting. Yep. I mean, SOS and uh, Mamma Mia are the ones I think... They're the ones on gold, so they're the ones I knew the best. Yeah. And I think they're among the great ABBA tracks. Yep. Mamma Mia is a great opener. I don't know how you could do much better for an opening track. Nope. Um, the thing... It's just like Waterloo, though. They start off with a like, huge bang. Then oh, you get to track yeah, yeah, two, yeah. and you're like, what were you It's thinking? It's a little bit less of a, um, a drop for me on this record. The second one is, it's not like sitting in the palm tree. It's a little better than that. But we do get a, a Swedish reggae song on this album, too. Tropical Loveland. I hope that ends with the next record, but I don't feel optimistic that they're going to get <laughs> They wise. won't drop it. They won't get rid of it. No, they love playing with reggae. Uh, um, what I was going to say, my, my overall impression of this record sonically is that it feels, it sounds like ABBA to me. Like the way that it's recorded, the quality of the recordings and the way the rhythm section sounds it's starting to sound like abba music at least huh. the way i think of abba music okay um it's a little cleaner the backgrounds are a little more complex on a lot of the tunes that stuff really struck me listening to this record it sounds like a really professional slick job yeah i mean i feel like the the great things about this record are the great things about the previous two records and the bad things about this record are the bad things about the other two yeah records. i know what you mean except i feel like waterloo is waterloo has way fewer lows like sitting in a palm tree is not great but i can get through it i can't get through tropical loveland no tropical loveland really sucks i cannot get through hey hey helen i also noticed i think part of the lack of quality and the sum of the songwriting the waterloo came out in 74 this came out in 75 yep and it's kind of a long record it's a lot of material 
And it's a lot to bang out in whatever time, they like six months or something, presumably, to write and record the whole thing. Robert Scott also informed me, which I didn't know, that they were in between Waterloo and this one. Benny and Bjorn were working as songwriters for oh. uh, for the company, the publishing company they were with. So they were busy writing for a lot of other people. And at the same time, Anita and Anne Frida came out with their own solo albums. Wow. So they were super, super crunched. And they were just like writing in between. And I feel like, I don't know if that explains why some of the quality is so terrible with some of these songs, but you really see the brilliance in their arrangements. Like the thing that I love about the song Mamma Mia is it has that big, um, that big glam rock riff. It's right great. before the chorus. It's great. Like, Just one looking, I can hear a bell yeah. ring. And the guitars get really crunchy and loud yeah. and become super rhythmic. I oh, love whoa. that. Yeah. They the get chorus. really clever with arrangement yeah. in a way that doesn't like, Hey, Hey, Helen just kind of runs the same. Right. right. And I guess that's what crew. I mean with the, the it's starting to sound like ABBA music to me. Like, it, Mamma Mia is such a... If I had to play somebody one song to kind of explain what I love about this band, that might be... That would be a good choice. That would be enough to kind of uh, help somebody understand what's so great about them. The arrangement is so good. The recording sounds impeccable. The vocals are really cool. The chord changes, like the whole thing. Yep. It just has such a great feeling to it. And it has that thing that we've talked about loving where sections come and go and you didn't know you needed another post-chorus and there it is. And it's an even stronger hook than the thing that happened eight bars ago. Yep. Um, and SOS also gets really... SOS is so good. Yeah. What I really like about SOS too is sometimes their acoustic guitars are buried really deep in the mix. Right. But what I like about SOS is it's like a really big pop chorus but it has like those super super strummy acoustic guitars yeah and i think some of their popular stuff oftentimes it's big electric guitars and big synthesizers and big drums right and i like that sos is like super strummy but it's one of their liveliest melodies yeah it's great and that thing you talked about last week where the the intro doesn't necessarily give away the uh the main hook of the song mm-hmm. you I love... can't guess where that song is going no and i love the way sos builds and that little synth line that runs up, whatever happened to I love the pre-chorus. Yeah, I always feel like that shit so is pretty. Is Benny just showing off? Maybe. Been like, oh, I can really play those keys. <laughs> yeah. We Check out it. this sick run. lick bro but really yeah, tickling those ivories such a song so well constructed the, those two in particular for me and i did like so long a lot i had never heard that one before oh my god that's a great song so long and i do times five yeah what i love about them is there's something really really sexy about those songs like i do times five has like those like dual in unison no 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 there's two saxophones playing. And there's something really retro. Like, it sounds very 50s. Yeah, it does. But at the same time, Even the groove, the it whole sounds like it. really raunchy. Yeah. Which is why I, when I think about songs to strip to, like if I was a stripper, I would want to strip to I Do. I think it reminded me of something from Chicago, the mm-hmm. musical. Yeah. It, it has that kind of... It has of, a very like, cabaret vaudeville Yeah, feel. that hot swing thing. If you guys can't see right now, uh, Zach is actually wearing pasties uh, while he's demonstrating how he'd feel about this. Yeah. But they're, 
they're those kinds of lights that when you swing the pasties around in a circle, it actually spells out Abba horizontally. And I can't figure out how that works. I'll never tell. I'm not a maker, so I don't know. <laughs> I'll never tell. I'll never tell. I'll never tell you about physics. Abba secrets. <laughs> I can't think of a good joke because I just love the idea of Abba secrets. I Hashtag to, Abba secrets. I went to the beach like a week and a half ago with the teachers. I prepare, train, whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, I made up a game called Ocean Secrets. Okay. And that just means if we were all in the ocean <laughs> together, that meant you had to tell a secret <laughs> <laughs> to us. That's As good. it turns out, I told two secrets. One other girl told another secret. Two other girls told other secrets, and then everyone else was quiet. Were they real secrets? Was it like stuff you were keeping inside? Uh, the, the criteria was it, it was a secret if it's something that you wouldn't necessarily want everyone else to know. Okay, gotcha. That's it. I like that. Um, in terms of other songs I really like on this one, let me look at the track listing. Sorry. I, now, I do want to say Hey Hey Helen, were it not for the lyrics, would be a little more enjoyable for me. Initially, I thought, oh, this is going to be a fun track. It's, but and it's then like, the lyrics I thought were pretty regrettable. It's kind of boring yeah, as a it's, song. It's like a sad sequel to All That She Wants is in like uh-huh. All That She Wants by Ace of Bass. Yeah. That's a about great like song. a single mom that's like, Hey, you're out on your own. Are you happy now that you can't survive? Yeah. But it's like a weird fake glam rock. Like it's not even that glam rocky, no. but it's like it's not super catchy. Tropical Loveland is regrettable. It's rough. Uh, Man in the Middle is like an attempt to be funky. And again, it's like the men singing. I, they still haven't like, they're I still know. hanging yeah, on to this idea. Like, Maybe stuff. I can do it. Yeah. They know their best songs are with the women, but they won't let go. Yeah, they won't. Which I'm very glad uh, in a way, because Does Your Mother Know is going to prove them absolutely right in a couple of records. Oh God, what a song. It's like I the only time song. they did it correctly. I think I want to do a whole episode on Does Your Mother Know? Yeah. 30 minutes about one song. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to make you listen to that. But we might talk about it for 30 minutes. Bang a Boomerang. That is... This song makes me angry because it is an incredible title. It's and a great, not, That's it's a, a great, great title. title, Bang yeah. a Boomerang. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I think I'm going to love this. That chorus is shit. Yeah, it's shit. I get this feeling also when I hear Bang a Boomerang, like the title, I feel like they were kind of grabbing titles to try to pander to certain segments of the population that was listening to them. Uh huh. Like Bang a Boomerang was maybe like, let's throw a little love Australia's way. You, <laughs> sure, right? You know what I mean? Okay, we talked about I Do Times 5. Rock Me does not rock. It, no, it starts to rock, and it's kind yeah. of fun because it sounds like a Bay City Rollers number. It does a little, yeah. But then it gets into that weird verse where he's like purposely doing like guttural. Oh, it's, it's really ter- aggressive. Yeah, it's I very, don't like it's it. It's very bizarre. What was the song on the last album that was like uh, Watch Out? Yeah, yeah. On the yeah, last yeah, yeah, one was like very like glam rocky, and it like uh-huh. it. They knew they weren't a glam rock band, but they were reaching for it. Yeah, I like when they do. Succeeded, I right? like when they do. This one, they just didn't know what they were doing. Intermezzo number one is your ABBA instrumental, folks. They're real Emerson, Lake, Palmer, and <laughs> yeah. Woodfried, or whatever the last name was. That's like, I think of it as like a very like a quintess- prog thing. Oh, yeah. It's like, let's show. We're not just people who play F major, C major, D minor chords. Right. Like, Oh, we can we've got real musical chops. Yeah. But they do. Oh yeah, they do. It's it's a great piece. Do you know what the original name of the song was? No. Mama. <laughs> wow. I'm trying to imagine the mother that looks like how that sounds. <laughs> and I just keep imagining the mom character from uh Queer as Folk. I'm which I don't know because sometimes when I come home, uh my boyfriend is watching it. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. God damn, this stupid show. Uh, we'll have to put a picture up on Twitter of how Mama, the song, but Sounds. actually Intermezzo number one looks. Looks, right, yeah. Exactly. But it's 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 kind of like a, a preview for what they'll do with chess. Right. I imagine. I haven't, I've only listened to one song off I know of Chess. I But I'm like, oh, this is them showing that they have there, real chops. There are a few moments on this record, actually, that struck me as 
I can see these guys writing a musical one day. You know? Like, like I Do Times 5 was one of them. Because huh. it feels kind of Tin Pan Alley in a way. This big instrumental thing is like, it could be an overture to something. They have the, By the, the way, next harmonic week sensibility to do a musical really well. Next week, we're going to have Cole Porter on, and he's going to talk about how ABBA influenced him as I'm a so tin pan. I'm so looking pan. forward to that. It's going to be really great. He'll probably hit on both of us. We're going to hear all about Gay Paris in the early 1900s. Um, I've, I've been waiting for you. I, I don't have anything to say. Do you? The only thing I can say is this. That verse has the kind of unexpected melody that um, the winner takes it all has. I, I've been in love before. I thought I would no more manage to hit the ceiling. Still, strange as it seems to be, you brought it back to me. That old feeling. I, I don't know what to do. This is them like building right, towards right. epic balladry. Uh-huh. But God, that chorus. They use the phrase, you delight me. Yeah. I don't think I've delighted in anything in my entire life. Ever? I've really enjoyed things. I've been tickled by th- I've never delighted. Never delighted. Yeah. That's I like why I have a hard delight. time. The huh. soft ice cream. Um, So long is great. We talked about that. Incredible. Can we talk briefly? Oh, about- before we get that, I just want to say the thing yeah. that I love about so long is it is a wall of noise yeah like the fact that the beginning of that song is just like chromatic like ascending chromatic shrieking through yeah. guitars and then it just like wails with that 50s rhythm yeah. i feel like it's like a a jump and jack flash kind of sound uh-huh. And it's, mean, a, it's, it's like a great kiss-off song, too, where, like, I don't want your money. I'm not crazy like other girls. Like, get out of here. I yeah. love it. It's like a perfect, perfect song. It's really great. And I I think it's uh, a lot of this record is evidence of ABBA becoming masters of the recording studio. Waterloo and Ring Ring are a little more kind of, to me, like sort of standard um, 70s production Mm-hmm. And a lot like Waterloo, the song. Yeah. Uh, but this is where they're starting, I think, to kind of become better producers and use the recording studio to its fullest potential, like Queen do. Let's briefly touch on this Wait, horrific one medley more thing. at the end of the album. Okay. Oh, this is where we're going to fight. This no, is where people are going to. Steve. Nope. You like the medley. Okay. What, <laughs> what did you want to say? I briefly wanted to say, I think... Before I jump across this table and kick your ass. One of my theses, hypotheses about ABBA in general is that I think when they're trying to ape the sounds of music at the time, when they're trying to do like glam rock or 70s, like stadium rock, they fail. Where they really excel is when they start to do like old-timey stuff. Like when they do the vaudeville cabaret sound they succeed. Right. Like when they do like a fifties rock and roll sound, they succeed. But I agree. And then when they do stuff that's like just totally out of the bounds of anything else, they succeed. Right. They really just fall on their face when they're trying to follow current genres. Like when they're trying to do Bob Marley reggae, when they're yeah. trying to do seventies glam rock, like that's just not for them. Right. When they pick out elements and build it into a song with all of the other stuff they're just really good at everything except for what was current at the time yeah but that i mean i i think that could be said of a lot of great artists you know like people are just some artists are very good at taking what's popular and making it their own thing and expounding upon it i think most of the people i really love kind of exist in another dimension where it doesn't matter necessarily what's going on around them they're not particularly influenced by it they set trends rather than follow them. Abba's like that to me. Yeah. It's just, it's as 
yeah, it's really, it's difficult making music, right? Because you want to make sure that like people understand where you're coming from. And I'm sure given what we know about ABBA, they, they listened to lots of different types of music growing up. So they have all these influences in their blood and it feels really scary to make music that doesn't sound current. Sure. I think, I mean, production wise, I think they're very much a band of the seventies. Like the, the production is very clean. The drums and bass are very upfront. The way things are treated and the vocals and all of it. It's it sounds like recordings from the seventies for sure to me. But it doesn't in its arrangement and its writing, I mean the writing is so classic. Yeah. The way they write harmony and the way they approach the, the composition part is is so it is more to me like Cole Porter Irving Berlin, like it's just great songwriting. Yeah. That flows beautifully and I it's and then it's dressed up to kind of be dance music for the time or whatever. Right. Speaking of the seventies, let's go back to the eighteen seventies and talk about their medley. Pick a Pick bale, a bale of, cotton. of cotton slash on top of old smoky slash what's the last one? Uh Midnight Special, I think. No. Wait, Isn't what is it? it? When you wake up in the morning. You said this was horrific. Um, I mean, I actually, I will admit, when I wasn't looking at the titles and I just heard the intro, I was like, oh, this is a good groove. This is feeling cool. I wonder what this is. And then they started singing Pick a Bale of Cotton and I was just not down. I was not down. One of the things that we've kind of discussed that comes up in that great NPR article about ABBA is that they're kind of free from influence from the American South, which Uh makes them unique as a band of the seventies because they're not the stones being like, Oh, we're really influenced by American blues. Shut up. Mick Jagger. Right. right. Put on a shirt. He, he wears shirts all the time, Steve. (laughs) He goes to bed in a shirt, but just to bed. Just the bed. Then he wakes up, sets it on fire. I've got money. But yeah, it, it it's like it, it it feels awkward to me. It's it's as awkward for me as when they do reggae. Oh, it's it's awkward. I'm just really quickly looking up in the Robert Scott book, Midnight Special. Yeah, what I like about it is like if you listen to this, it was a bonus track. If you listen to this. <clears throat> It starts to get all like funky with the piano, and you're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, yeah." Start to get funky, and then and then they start singing about picking a bale of cotton. Exactly. I don't think you could ever make a song about picking a bale of cotton sexier. Like they make it so sexy. I, whenever I hear this, I put it on just because I wiggle around the room, like shoulders, right. shoulders, shoulders, leg. I leg, just want to know leg, what... shoulder, shoulder. Oh, that's a complicated step, actually. Do it one more time. Shoulder, 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 leg, 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 leg shoulder, shoulder. shoulder. Oh. It's great. Um, then they get to on top of old Smokey, which is god awful. Uh huh. It just sounds like an over the top seventies ballad. I also didn't know the words because I just sang on top of spaghetti for so long in my life. All covered in cheese. <laughs> I lost more poor meatball when somebody sneezed. Yep. And I found myself like actually singing along very earnestly, being like, "When somebody, st- oh, that's not the, hmm. that's not it." And then Midnight Special gets back to that like funky seventies right, groove. Right, it's a bold choice it's for bizarre. them to cover these American folk songs. It's bizarre, and also on top of Old Smokey doesn't have anything to do with the other two, so I found that kind of interesting. On top of Old Smokey is like a old folk, like guys who worked in coal mines and worked on the railroad kind of number. Didn't then, know that. And then the other two are like Southern slave spiritual kind of things. The idea that like a Why song... Why are these four Swedish people doing midnight special? The fact that a bunch of like, like four very white Swedish people sing yeah. like a kicky, sexy, shimmery, shoulder shaken version of pick a bale of cotton. About picking cotton. It's is not like, celebratory. It's not a fun thing to do. It's it's both totally, totally ignorant, uh-huh. and at the same time, 100% what you should do with it. <laughs> it's what ABBA should do with it, if they're going to do anything with it, I suppose. 
I like. I mean, I, I like, love I, it. I believe. I that, love it. I believe that they are completely blissful in their ignorance. What's weird about it is I believe. I believe that I think the two weirdest songs on this album are the Pickabella Cotton Medley. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it doesn't match at all. It's the only song they ever recorded and released and like put out that they didn't write. And then on top of it, Intermezzo Number One. Yeah, but they perform both of those live at their Wembley Arena at show. Wembley, I know that's it's really crazy. Yeah, that they're like, you know what's gonna kill? On top of old Smokey. <laughs> Why would a bunch of Brits care about on top of old Smokey? I don't know. I, I mean, that's the thing. It, 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 it seems like, to me, sort of obvious pandering at moments. Or maybe yeah. they legitimately were excited by reggae music and excited by Southern no, I, American music, I and think that's where it's coming from. They're totally authentic. I don't think yeah. there's anything very pandering about it. I just think it's it's one of these things where you don't like to, they don't like to admit what they're actually good at. Right. Right. Um, when you're as versatile of songwriters as Benny, excuse me, as Benny and Bjorn are, you don't want to admit that you're bad at writing what everybody else at the right, time is right, successful right. writing. Be like, yeah, write more of that stuff that sounds like it was made 30 years ago. That's like the best. you don't want to admit it's it. The best stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. In general, a mixed album. I like it a lot less than Waterloo. I like it a lot less than Waterloo as an album. As an album, Abba album. An album, album. I like it a lot less than Waterloo. I like it more than Ring Ring. Anything, I like my balls getting kicked by children more than I like Ring Ring the album. I get that. Uh, The highs are higher on this one than Waterloo. That's what I was going to say. But the lows are way lower. Yes, I agree. Um, The, The good stuff is really some of ABBA's best stuff. God, it's like climaxing. I just feel like... This is a really weird foreplay session of like us listening to Abba and be like, oh, it gets good. Oh, we're back down. Yeah. But I'm like, it's going to get, it has to get better because we know how. And you're like, I got to go. I got a thing at nine. They're like, I have to go. I'm like, no, you don't. I'm staying. (laughs) I'm sleeping here overnight. I brought my toothbrush. (laughs) That's what Pick a Belly Cotton is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we didn't give it a, a number grade. Oh, six. No, really? Five. Five out of ten. I would say five. I would say I would agree. Like, right down the middle, extremely average. Uh, hey, Steve, why don't we get to some listener questions? Let's get to some listen. People who listen also ask questions, and sometimes when you ask a question, you have to listen. And you get an answer. Today we answer your questions. Secret. So these were some questions that were submitted to us. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Our first comment, are you ready for this, comes from a listener named Young, who writes, What up? I like how you, and she's referring to me, Steve. Oh. I like how you, Steve, hold Anyeta's name in your mouth like a little bird. Wow, thank you for that. That's beautiful. Do I let the little bird go? Or, like Annie Lennox, do I declare this little bird's fallen out of that nest? Are you ready for a second? Uh, uh, ooh, we have a couple questions here. Uh, okay, let's listener have it. Theodora. Uh huh. Theodora, the Thea Explora. See what I did there? Oh, Writes, I just read enough wiki to find out that Mama Mia uses a marimba at the beginning of the song. It sure does. It sure does. So, boom, have ba, you ever ba, played a marimba ba, 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 ba. in an ABBA cover band or otherwise? What instrument? Did you play in school? I wanted to play the harp, but was turned down by my parents. Shockingly. I have to say, based on the name Theodora, and the fact that she wanted to play the harp and was turned down by her Greek, presumably Greek parents, yeah, that sounds like a betrayal of her heritage. Yeah. That she sounds should, like a trail of tears been to me. She issued a harp when she turned 13. That's, that's what that's happens Greek in Greek community. Mitzvah. You open a grape leaf, and there's a harp inside. <laughs> And you're like, I can't hold on to it. It's covered in olive oil. And then you are a woman. 
And then, girls, ask your moms. To answer that question, I... Have you ever played a marimba in an ABBA cover band or otherwise? Not in an ABBA cover band. I did play marimba in high school. I also played clarinet when I was in elementary school band, and then I switched over to percussion permanently. Hated the... You hated softening that reed. I didn't like the reed. I didn't like the way it smells. (laughs) I didn't like playing the instrument. How many memories do I have of, like, unfortunate-looking Midwestern white girls sucking on reeds at the beginning of band that's Just like gig. <laughs> i can see why you did not want to be the leader of that yeah. crew i mean it's better than playing a double reed instrument like bassoon and oboe always struck me as such a headache clarinet is i mean it's not as difficult i would rather play percussion i was never much of a marimba guy though i didn't enjoy it what's the really. difference between a marimba and a xylophone marimbas are bigger wider keys and they typically have a larger resonator it's a more kind of full sax got a I, I actually don't think it's a marimba on mamma mia it sounds like a xylophone to me but i could be wrong you just threw theodora our greek woman under the bus well theodora do they have buses in greece they must they do i took i flew i went to go visit my friend jessica in greece uh-huh False, Macedonia. And I had to fly to Thessaloniki, Thessaloniki, uh-huh. and then I had to take a bus from the airport to the train station. Then I took a train into Macedonia. Interesting fact. John Stamos is the president of Greece. No. He- <laughs> <laughs> and the CEO of Oikos. That's right. A new car oil. Uh... I have never played a marimba, but I did play in band. I started off with the flute because I thought, why not be gay? And the thing that... You heard it here, folks. Being gay is a choice. And it begins (laughs) when you pick up the flute. (coughs) Now I'm dying. (laughs) You just blew it up for the whole community, Steve. You admitted it. I blew it it up. I admitted it. It's a choice. I decided Uh, to play flute and that I was going to be gay. I decided to play the flute, except... Another boy in the fourth grade named Tommy Tedding, Tommy Tedding, <laughs> who was really cute but had a buzz type haircut. Uh, he also decided to play the flute, but he was first chair because his dad was in the Milwaukee Symphony. Oh, so he so got he private drops. lessons for a year. The only time I ever got to be first chair in flute was when Tommy Tedding spit on a chair, and then he got moved to second chair, and I wow. got moved up to first. I could not. T- I hated the idea that I could only be first if Tommy Tedding spit on a chair. Yeah. So in sixth grade, I switched to the French horn, and I got a bunch of free school raffle tickets for doing it. That's great. Because what's gayer than a flute? A French horn. A French horn. Oh, God. I chose all the gayest instruments, when really I just wanted to play the timpani. Timpani's a lot of fun. I wanted to be that guy in the Bonnie Raitt video for You Got It. Did you and Teddy ever hook up? Because that's how I want that story to end. Tommy Tedding? Yeah. Tommy, no, I've tried Teddy, to find sorry. him on Facebook because I bet he's gay by now, and I yeah. bet he's a babe. Yeah. Tommy, if you're out there, I'm not single, but I'm still ready to tingle. Tommy, can you hear me? <laughs> that was gross. Stop. Don't make that Stop. joke. Stop. All right, we have a couple more questions from a listener named Asia. A-J-A. Asia. She's got when a question. She writes... Are you the only po- ABBA podcast out there? Can ABBA come on your podcast? What is your favorite podcast at the moment besides your own? Do your moms listen to the podcast? First thing. Zach, are we the only ABBA podcast out there? As far as I know. As, as far, far as I know. As far yeah. as I know is, well, that ma- makes it a we. As far as we know, we're the only ABBA podcast out there. That's G- right, folks. The only ABBA podcast you need... And the only one that exists. Do you need an ABBA podcast? You're in luck. It's us. There is one. That's it. This is Communist Russia. And we're ABBA podcast. Krasnovosk. I kind of hope somebody starts another ABBA podcast in response to this. Come like, at me, bro. I hate the way these guys are doing it. I'm going to do my own. Oh, I hate them. They're so funny. I'm going to make one beef. where we're serious. Yeah. Yeah. Probably some Swede. 
to boring um, Swedes. We we would love to have Abba on our show. Any any of the members individually. I if actually Abba wants am starting to reunite, to thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, come on. If Abba wanted to reunite for the purpose of doing an interview with us, I would be super happy with that. Agneta will not leave her horse farm. This Come is on. the thing. She had a great butt in the seventies, and now she won't leave her horse Guess farm. Guess what, Anyeta? Guess what? We Guess will what? come to your horse farm. We're gonna put our butts on one of your horses. Then when you try to pull us off, we'll put a microphone in your mouth. We're like, talk about Abba, and you're like, get off my horse. But I it'll don't be in like Swedish. Don't talk about Abba anymore. <laughs> we'll I don't be, care for that. I'll be like, now we got a press quote. Boom, roasted. Boom, done. <laughs> we roasted Anyeta's butt. Listen, See I, us will, on episode I will 17. save up all of my money to fly to your horse farm to do an episode of this podcast. Anybody from ABBA, anybody associated with ABBA, if you were an assistant engineer on the bass tracking session for some song that we hate, I would love to talk to you. If you were in Ace of Bass, please talk to me. I don't think Ace of Bass and ABBA sound alike, but I would really like to talk to someone from Ace of Bass. I just had an idea. Should we just go to Ikea and see if there's anybody we can talk to? <laughs> this is my favorite idea. <laughs> Going to Ikea and asking people. Do you like ABBA? <laughs> <laughs> we should do it at Ikea. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Okay, stay tuned for that episode. <laughs> stay tuned. Coming up. Okay, next episode. What was the next question? Uh, what is your favorite podcast of the moment besides your own? Oh, um, I love, I love Comedy Bang Bang. I love Radio Lab, This American Life. I like the NPR stuff, and I like funny stuff. Cool. That's where I'm at. There's a there's different a, camps. NPR is not often funny. No. Uh, my favorite podcasts are uh, there's one called Match Three, which is a video game podcast, and it's brilliant. Uh, finding really good video game podcasts is really difficult, and they're fantastic. I also love My Brother, My Brother, and Me with the McElroy brothers and the Slate Political Gab Fest. Fantastic. And those are every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So they provide me exactly oh, wow. what I need on my gym days. That's great. So they're fantastic. And last of all, do your moms listen to the podcast, Zach? Not to my knowledge. My mom says she quotes, keeps forgetting. What if we have both of our moms on in one episode? I would love that. But I would really like my mom to fucking listen to the podcast. <laughs> she doesn't get to have opinions until she listens to me speak. Women aren't allowed to have opinions until I speak. There it is. Mad Max. Voulez-vous edition. Oh. Beyond Abaddon. Yep. Uh, Steve, what do we have for him in two weeks? Two weeks from now, we're going to be talking about Abba album entitled Arrival. <laughs> oh, what was so Abba funny, album? Zach? What was so funny? Why are you laughing? I thought it was funny that you specified we're going to talk about <laughs> Abba. Guess what the fucking topic is. Abba Secrets. Arrival. Arrival is coming up. It's my favorite album cover. Arri- yeah, Arrival's really good. They're like scrubby bubbles, but a band on the Arrival album. So two weeks from now, we're going to be talking about Arrival. If, please, 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 our listeners who we love, tweet at us at VuliVuCast. Tell us what you think. You can also ask me anything on Tumblr. Our Tumblr being VuliVuCast.tumblr.com, correct? Yep. Yeah, we would love to hear from you. You guys, Dancing Queen is track two on Arrival. That is why you What's should tune one? in. What's track one? What's track one? When when I kissed the teacher. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> There's so many weird pedophile songs in their history. <laughs> You're looking at me like you don't believe me, but when I kissed the teacher and does your mother know are both songs about pedophiles. No, does your mother know is not about pedophilia, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> I cannot wait to get to that episode until I roast you and your mom. All right, listen. Let's Zach's ta- mom let's table looks this like a helicopter. Whoa. Did you say that because there's a helicopter on the cover of that's Arrival? Sh- that's a preview for our Arrival. Your mom looks like she's in ABBA, but not one of the women. She looks like Bjorn. <laughs> and she sings like him, too. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Please, join us for Arrival. It's going to be a blast. We're also going to get away from the albums pretty soon and check out some movies and some 
maybe a certain Broadway musical that's closing in the next couple of months. That's right. Chicago. Just kidding. <laughs> that toddle in town. And we're going to start having some guests, which is going to be fun. Uh, so again, find us on Twitter at Voulez-Voucast, Tumblr, Voulez-Voucast.com. You can find me at There is Thunder, T-H-E-R-E-I-S-T-H-U-N-D-E-R. That took me a long time. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at There is Thunder. Zach? I am on Twitter and Instagram at Z-A-C-H Jones Music. M-U-S-I-K. The end was not, it's only 369. <laughs> <laughs> not 14, like he said. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys again for Fantastic. I hope this isn't really the outro, but thank you guys again. Find us, tweet at us, ask us questions, tell us how bad we are at what we do. We're looking forward to that in particular. And until next time, thank you for the music. The songs are singing. And per always, this <laughs> podcast was not sponsored by Soleil Mimosa, but fueled by Kate Mo- Neely. By Kate Neely <laughs> and Solos- Solosa of the Mimosu. Solosi Mimosi. <laughs> Come on, get at us. 20 bucks an episode. That's all we need to keep this thing running. <laughs> Come on, Soleil. Soleil, we love you. <laughs> 20 bucks cash. You can Venmo. I'm on Venmo. I don't even know what my Venmo name is. You can reach us on Venmo at... <laughs> at if you want to tip us for doing the show. Uh, you can find me on Venmo at Thirsty and Horny. <laughs> <laughs> no, my mom really is not listening. Yeah. Let me pull it up now, baby. Let me pull my pants up, baby. This is our question segment, and this is the theme song. Let me pull it up now, baby. Let me pull it up now, baby. Let me put my pants on, baby. Let me put my pants on, baby. Questions. That was really good. <laughs>